Well, it is uh, 5.33, and we do have five member present, so we have a quorum to start our meeting. So I'd like to call the meeting to order. Item one, roll call. Mal uh, Lusala here. Maliabo, not here. Paul Shantz. Here. I do not. Panya, not here. Jones, here. Kolash, here. Kadura, here. Ismail, not here. And Priest, not here. Item two, reading of the Native American land acknowledgement. Uh, we're going to have Commissioner Jones volunteer to read the land acknowledgement today. We meet today in the community of Iowa City, which now occupies the homelands of the Native American nations to whom we owe our commitment and dedication. The area of Iowa City was within the homeland of the Iowa, Meskwaki, and Sauk, and because history is complex and time goes far back beyond memory, we also acknowledge the ancient connections of many other indigenous peoples here. The history of broken treaties and forced removal that dispossessed indigenous peoples of their homelands was and is an act of colonization and genocide that we cannot erase. We implore the Iowa City community to commit to understanding and addressing these injustices as we work towards equity, restoration, and reparations. Thank you, Commissioner Jones. Item three, presentation of check to Center for Worker Justice. We just did that right before the meeting. Item four, approval of the October 24, 2023 meeting minutes. I will entertain a motion. Move to approve. Move by Kolosh. Second. I'll second it. Second by Jones. All in favor say hi. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Item carry. Item five, public comments on item not on the agenda. Commentators shall address the commission for no more than five minutes. Commissioners should not engage in discussion with the public or one another concerning said item. Anybody in the audience? Please come forward and uh, please introduce yourself for the record. Hello, Commission. My name is Amel Ali. Um, <clears throat> and I am just here to talk about a few things. Um, I apologize. I didn't have enough time to print off what I am going to say to you guys before um, I got here. But I did email it to Stephanie. And I have been in communication with Doug. So I would be happy to email you this as well. Um, but I just wanted to talk about a couple of um, activities that have gone on in the last few months in Iowa City. Um, the University of Iowa is making calculated moves towards the censoring of marginalized voices. On October 16th, right-wing student group Young Americans for Freedom hosted Chloe Cole, an anti-trans activist at a university-approved event at the IMU. Over 100 demonstrators showed up to protest the event, and there were no arrests made. UIPD spent the ensuing months after the protests utilizing county and super and university resources to track down six protesters, all of trans identity, to single out for charges. Charges include a serious misdemeanor disorderly conduct and simple misdemeanor interference with official acts with a maximum penalty of 
imprisonment for 13 months and a minimum of $3,410. It's no coincidence that the same day the Iowa Board of Regents voted and approved 10 measures to scale back DEI initiatives at Iowa public universities. These measures require the universities to eliminate any DEI functions not necessary for compliance or accreditation. Other recommendations include exploring recruitment strategies for advancing diversity of intellectual and philosophical perspective and establish a widespread initiatives that includes opportunities for education and research on free speech and civic education. The intentions of the Iowa Board of Regents and the University of Iowa Police are clear. The protection of free speech and the right to assemble only apply to conservative voices who spread hateful rhetoric. Marginalized voices will be arrested and charged. The arrest of the six trans activists is nothing short of discrimination and intimidation. These arrests are part of a greater movement to, sunder, to censor diverse perspectives on campus. They're a part of a fascist movement that continues to threaten democracy in America. County Attorney Rachel Zimmerman Smith has the power and authority to not only drop these charges, but to also promote a culture of diversity and inclusion in her office that would discourage this kind of targeted prosecution. County Attorney Zimmerman Smith is showing us in pursuing, against, in pursuing charges against these peaceful protesters that she bends to the will of state pressure to silence dissenting voices. This is deeply concerning, not only because of the current charges, but also looking ahead to the ways in which reproductive justice is threatened in Iowa. What are the limits to County Attorney Zimmerman Smith's willingness to pander to conservative pressure? Criminal trials and imprisonment of six people who are no danger whatsoever to the community is not in the best interest of the community, is a clear violation of constitutional rights of the six individuals facing charges, and is nothing short of persecution of an, of an already marginalized group. These six trans protesters are being charged as a result of showing up to a hostile environment that was created by the University of Iowa chapter of Young Americans for Freedom and amplified by UIPD and Johnson County Sheriff's deputies asking to be regarded for basic human dignity. Um, the reason why I am coming to the Human Rights Commission is because I think uh, that this is a multifaceted issue. There's different problems that are happening here. Um, not only is the First Amendment um, rights here being targeted, second, um, there are only to this day from the October 16th protest, uh, there have only been six individuals arrested. All six of those individuals are trans. Um, I have been speaking on behalf of them. Um, I've been advocating for them in my capacity um, as the bond coordinator for Prairie Land Freedom Fund. Um, I think that the stuff that is happening at the University of Iowa in regards to DEI um, and in regards to censoring these voices is also something that should be um, important to the Human Rights Commission. Um, be, even though it is the university, I think it's important that all of this stuff happens in Iowa City. Um, also, uh, there was a, and I wanted to also bring up that there was a protest that happened also earlier this year uh, with Matt Walsh. Um, there were, I believe, five individuals that were arrested at that. Three of those individuals I am in communication with, and those three, those three are, um, they identify as trans as well. Um, I know that it's been said that, you know, prosecutors would be showing special treatment by not, per, like, pursuing these charges and instead dismissing them. Um, but I think by pursuing these charges and only targeting trans folks, you are giving them special treatment. Um, 
Yeah, I, there's a few asks, I guess, that I would have of the Human Rights Commission. One um, would be to ask um, our county prosecutor not to pursue these charges. Um, I think that that shows precedent for what the future will look like. Um, and I think that also it's important that we pressure our elected officials. Um, you know, there is a trans uh, day of remembrance proclamation that happens at the city of Iowa City at the city level. Uh, there's a trans day of remembrance proclamation that happens at the county level. Um, and that has been a discussion in the past of like, what are these proclamations for if, if we're just going to stand back and be silent when situations like this happen. Um, and so I think that these are all re really important things to um, just kind of pay attention to that are happening locally. Um, and I really appreciate all your time and your willingness to hear me out. And I will, I've already sent that to Stephanie. I'll forward it to Doug and I would be happy to answer any questions or anything. Thank you, Miss Ali. And, um, Stephanie probably will send us those uh, correspondence. Thank you. Yeah, is there, do I need a sign-in sheet or anything? No, you okay. are, it's already recorded, so. Perfect, all right, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Anybody else in the public I would like to address the commission? If not, we are moving on to correspondent item six, so one of the correspondents will be probably for Ms. Ali. Uh, Stephanie will make sure we send it to us. So. Item seven, updates on outreach and engagement by the police department. So a couple of things that the police department has done, and this is just a, a small list of the things that we've done since our last meeting. Um, at the top, and also a picture on the top right, um, is when Joshua, our um, outreach for, uh, drawing a blank, but he went and did a presentation um, at the Broadway Neighborhood Centers on fraud prevention. Um, with the immigrant population so that way um, they can have it in their natural language. He did Lingala and he also did French to them as a presentation. He translated in both of the languages and provided that for them, uh, which is extremely important because everybody experiences fraud. Uh, next on the list is we, there was a church that was having some issues with an individual in their neighborhood um, and we as an outreach team went to that church and kind of talked with them about different options that they had um, for the targeting that they were getting. Um, and then we up increased the patrol in that area and also were giving them uh, just basically tips 
and we also had uh, Kevin pop in there every once in a while just to make sure everything was going okay with them. Um, we had multiple trunk or treats. Uh, there's a couple of pictures. I think the bottom left one is of Officer Hayes um, at one of the trunk or treats. Uh, we had the in outreach engagement circle, which was set up by Deshalen in communications uh, for all of the city departments that have outreach and engagement. And we kind of all got together and figured out what we could do combined, uh, our efforts, basically, where can we help each other. That was extremely helpful. Uh, we have <coughs> a lot of different engagement departments, interdepartmentally, um, and to get with them was was very good. We got a lot of other partners like the Senior Center that we've been wanting to get in, into their kind of area to get with their populace, so that was extremely helpful. Which re leads us to the next one uh, for the Senior Center Coffee Connections. So on Mondays, they meet for coffee and they just kind of talk about things that have been happening and we're gonna start going over there and just kind of getting into the conversation so that way you know, we are present in that, that uh, community as well because it's something that's kind of been neglected a little bit and we're trying to make sure that we can provide things like fraud also, protect for them, uh, presentations, uh, and then all sorts of other things. Uh, but that's we're, we're kind of trying to get into, into that populace so that way we can help them out a lot. Um, uh, encampment follow-up, uh, we've been going to all sorts of different encampments that are by Stevens Drive, et cetera, to make sure that they're okay with the incoming cold weather that's already here. Mm -hmm. um, and then trying to make sure that they know that the winter shelter is gonna open up on the 4th, make them aware um, of the resources that they have with the street outreach team. Then uh, the next three are things that have not happened yet, but uh, we're bringing awareness to it. Uh, tomorrow is the holiday lights at the lake at the reservoir uh, from 5.30 to 8.30. Uh, we will be there. The coat drive, which we have been planning. I don't remember if we had an exact date the last time that I was here, but that is on December 2nd from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. at Mercer. Um, so if you have anyone who is affected by that and needs some type of winter gear, whether they're a kid or whether they're 80 years old, we're not going to discriminate. If they need it, they can get it. Um, and then that's while supplies last, obviously. We do have quite a few items. We're still accepting items until the first. So if you guys have anything that you want to donate, there are a donation here. There is a donation at that rec center, Robert A. Lee. There's one at Mercer. There is one at the university police department. And there's one at the rec center, excuse me, the library as well. Again, accepting donations until the first. <coughs> Last time I also spoke about the Community Police Academy. Uh, the announcements on that, the date-wise, is going to be very, very soon. Um, I know in terms of announcing it, the dates are going to be January 16th until March 11th. So it'll be about eight weeks, um, just making sure that we have 100% uh, on the location of where it's going to be. We have a good idea. We're just waiting on the finalization from that and then we will send out announcements for signing up for it. That's what's happening in outreach. Thank you, sir. Does anybody have any question for Kev? I have, I have one question. Yes. Um, sorry, what was your name again? Trey Hall. Trey Hall. Okay, thank you so much for your presentation, Trey Hall. Um, I'm Kelsey Paul Johnson. I just wanted to ask, you know, 
in, in hearing all of this, thank you again. Um, I'm curious, you know, as you're thinking about outreach in the community, as we move into the winter months and the colder weather that has now arrived, um, how are you seeing um, uh, increased areas for support in the community, especially for those that might be experiencing violence in the home or also for youth? Could you share just a little bit about what, what the <coughs> department's doing? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of with the cold weather, uh, there, we, there are a lot of opportunities in the community that they may have access to but not know about. Uh, there's the shelter house there. If there's problems in the home, there's DVIP. Um, we have presentations on that. So when we've been going to different um, communities that we maybe have not done presentations lately or not have connections with lately, yeah. we'll let them know. We get we always bring uh, handouts and those type of things with us in the car. Um, and then if, we're, if we come across somebody and we're speaking with them and they're kind of hinting towards those type of things yeah. or maybe things that they're uh, lacking on, such as warm clothing or, or, or other sort, um, then we'll, we're able to provide those things. Um, we have just connections kind of everywhere in the community. So uh, a lot of times if we run into somebody, great example, we had an older gentleman who's basically kind of just lonely um, and us making connections with the senior center uh, last week as well as the week before that, uh, we had a senior center packet that we got from that meeting. And I mean, wow. we gave it to him and he's already doing stuff over in the senior center. So it's kind of just a game of connections. Um, and then once we know that there's those resources, because even though we're outreach and, and we're in Iowa City, we don't even know all of the resources that yeah. we have. So kind of connecting with everybody and figuring out what everybody can do to help each other is kind of putting us in a good, in a good spot. So Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. I have a question on the, the fraud pre, 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 pre presentation that you did with the um, immigrant community, what was the turnout? What was the number in attendance? There's nine in this photo, but I do know that there were more a little bit behind. So I would say probably anywhere from nine to 13, 14 okay. would be my guess. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Anybody else have any question for Trail? I just have a question. Yes. Is there is a specific hours for drop off or not? For the drop off of the, the, the clothes, no. Yeah. I mean, so our spot, which is right inside of the vestibule inside of police department, that's open 24 hours a day. The one at the rec center, if the rec center is open, those hours, and then the library, I don't, do any of you guys know if the library, those sliding glass doors close at a certain time? They do. They do? Yeah. So if you want 24 access to 24 hour access to one of those, the police department's going to be the best one. Okay, sure. Thank you. And there's no questions asked. We don't stop anybody. It's just <laughs> yeah. coming in and you drop it off and you can go. Thank you. Yeah, of course. No other question? Thank you, sir. Perfect. Thank you guys for your Thank time. You. Thank you for the work that you guys are doing. So. Of course. Item number eight, funding request from Jewel Amos. You guys all see that in your packet? Yeah. I don't think Jewel is here, but, but we have that funding request. So uh, $250 for T-shirts for Grantwood Elementary 5th and 6th graders moving on to Southeast. You have name of all of their 
classmates. I think that's kind of cool. Stephanie, um, this is just a technical question. I know when we do the grant, we cannot provide any funding for public entity like school, university, and but this is a different part of money. So is that something that we can provide? Since it's technically the school, it would be it would be the same policy. But I think Jewel, I think Jewel, which might not be clear in here, is ahead of a a group that like a. A parents group. Oh, so this is more like a parents group yeah, just it's, asking it's for, the, to the, for school, the, it's, the, yeah. the students. It's yeah. not necessarily the school request. Correct, correct. That was my understanding uh, in communications with Jewel. So that's my understanding um, is that it wouldn't run afoul of that policy. Well, if it's... Uh if it's not a school requesting and it's more of a group of parents uh, asking, uh, I'm inclined to put in a motion to approve it. Is this what, where does the money come from and what is like It, it comes aim? off of the office budget. Yes. The, office the budget. Um, commission has uh, 2000 that is dedicated to it in the in the human rights office budget uh, specifically to uh, support uh, community events programming that supports the mission of the commission and this is given this is an annual budget right so is it a fiscal budget or an annual it's a fiscal budget. it's a fiscal, it's a budget. fiscal okay and have we we haven't used any this year have we there we, was yeah. one for um is it welcoming uh oh yes yeah. welcoming yeah. week the welcoming yeah. week mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we still have fund available correct yeah i i wondered if we had do we have any more information about the contest that she mentions I, it wasn't clear to me. It seems like not all the students participating get a T-shirt. I just was curious if we have any more information about it. Is, yeah, I did not understand the contest either, so I don't know if it's actually a contest because there's no information on the contest. Is this the student designing the shirt? Maybe that's the contest? I but, can go back through. Oh, I don't. I can see if I have it still in my email. I, I don't recall um, how much detail Jewel provided, but I can certainly take a look back to see. What well, he said, attach contest budget, but I, we don't no see any actual <laughs> information well, it's on, it's on, on the, the back of that yeah. page. That yeah, but there's really no information on, on what is the contest. Sure, yeah, that, that might be there. So. I think if it might be possible to get a little bit more information and consider it again at our next meeting, if there's still time, it seems like this is um, for t-shirts that they would receive at the end of the school year, right? So there's a little bit of time if we wanted to get a little bit more information here. And, and I found the email. I can read the email or you can defer yes. it to your January meeting. It's up to, to the group. Can you read the email to us? Sure. Um, will you help us make Grantwood Elementary School a stronger learning community? We know that little things make a big difference. Class t-shirts for all the kids moving on to middle school, family events where parents, teachers, and students all socialize around a shared activity, and feeding teachers on parent conference days. PTO returns, commitment to our community. 
After a couple of years hiatus, the Grantwood Elementary Parent-Teacher Organization has returned. We're actively looking for donations to support projects during the 2023-24 school year. Currently, over 75% of the students enrolled are from a minority group and 77% are economically disadvantaged. We love the diversity of our school, yet this leads to cultural language and economic differences that provide extra challenges. Our school's test scores reflect these challenges. Student scores are below the proficiency levels for math, reading, and science. The teacher ratio seems good at 12 to one, but with so many students that are below the average test scores, teachers and students just need more, just need more period, sorry. Uh, and then there's a link for detailed stats, and then it says our mission this year is to reestablish systems that help support our teachers, students, and other parents while building community through fun events and acts of kindness. It may sound a little hokey, <laughs> uh, but it's so much easier to learn and be kind when the community around the school shows support. Help us make the difference. We'd love to have your support. We are accepting sole sponsorships, co-sponsorships, or quarter sponsors for these items. Student design t-shirts for fifth and sixth graders. Both classes will go to middle school next year. Sole sponsor logo can be included on the shirt. Uh, and then there's staff appreciation family, and then there's some other things. This was originally sent out as an email, and I responded and said, you know, that there's a form that needs to be filled out, and it appears that the, the initial email for the request versus the form um, lacked the detail that the original email did. Thank you. So I don't know if that answered questions or not, but that's... My it doesn't really say a lot more about the T-shirt the contest. Um, other than what I just read. I, for me, my understanding, what you read and what's written here is, I think they'll give, oh, sorry, I think they'll give the um, students who are moving on T-shirts with signature names of other students to remember, isn't it what it is? Uh, that's my understanding to it, just a funding yeah. request, but I don't know why the word contest is there, so uh, yeah. I, I don't see any from the email you read and from the, request if there is any contest. No. I just see it as a funding request. And even on the back one right here, it says that it has a shirt that has one color screen on the back, one yeah. color screen on the front, and one color logo on the on sleeve. The so it has no mentioning of the names of the students on it. Well, in the detail of the, the material, it has the name of the student in the back, but I don't see any actual contest, so I don't know if that was just a typo in having a contest or something like that. But I still like the idea of providing that funding to have students go into middle school with T-shirts and name of all their peers. Well, usually my kids, they wear just a white T-shirt in the end of the school year, and they come back with all their friends signing up with the teachers, yeah. you know, and that's their T-shirt. So. I think maybe the looking for to buy those t-shirts because the school doesn't really have a budget for that. It's a, like a separate thing. It's yes. an extra yeah. thing. And since the school doesn't provide that, they just kind of want that funding for those t-shirts for those students. Well, usually school doesn't provide any t-shirt. Most of the t-shirts you see all the school are wearing, it usually comes from the PTO. And uh, those schools that have parents that can contribute to those uh 
parent-teacher organization, usually that's where all the the t-shirts comes from. I, I remember from other elementary school, easier for parents to contribute right. to make this happen. I know we have done it with, uh, you know, collecting a group of parents to buy end of the school t-shirt from the sixth graders to other uh, elementary school so they can have their student teacher dodgeball, you know, end of the school. So it's mostly parents contributing to buy those items. Which uh, makes this is, this is school does not sponsor those t-shirts. I think that there's a there's a demonstrated need. The statistics we do have, and I know my niece Ayana is a second grade teacher at Grantwood, of of 75 percent. They say here that are, are from low income families. There there is some there is a, a definite need there, but I just wish there was a little bit more context on on the contest on <coughs> where the if the money just a little bit more on, on what this would be going towards. Well, we know the money is going to the t-shirt because they see it. They got the sponsor of Hills Bank giving them $100. They also got the sponsor of the printing companies printing it at a discount. Mm -hmm. Instead of 10 something a t-shirt, it's printing it at the eight something a t-shirt on the, you know, the last page be, be, before the budget. They say, Hills Bank, $100, and all capital screen printer will discount shirts to A70 from 10.83. So those are, you know, $213 of in-kind donation coming from the printing company, and you have $100 coming from Hills Bank. So I just don't know shirt contest PDF attached. I don't see the, I see the budget attached. So I'm wondering if this might be a really great opportunity to, um, for one of us to be in contact with Jewel and also kind of talk about the opportunities with the racial equity and social justice grant um, cycle that's upcoming. Um, because I think like there's a really interesting thing happening here. Like we we believe we want to work with this parent group. I mean, I'm, I'm interested. I think that, you know, community is really important. I think um, recognizing to um, what the parent group is seeking to accomplish, it, um, I'm feeling like I agree with you, Sylvia. I think I could just use a little bit more information, um, but maybe there's also an opportunity to see, uh, maybe there's something else that this parent group is doing that might fit within the racial equity and social justice grants um, if they're seeking to do kind of um, work across these fifth and sixth graders and, and developing that community at that age, which is such a crucial age also when you're thinking about risk for violence and community and opportunities for young people. So um, I, I might just, see if there's anyone who already has those connections or might be willing to do that. Um, but at the very least, I think it would be wonderful to ask Jewel for a little bit more information. I'm happy to, if, if this is the way the commission feels, I'm happy to take between now and the next few weeks to reach out to Jewel, if, that's, if that is okay by Stephanie, and get more context, maybe share it via email. And then because this seems like an end of the school, um, Kind of deadline that they need to get the money. We have a bit of of time before we need to make the decision, but still to to see if we can come to our next meeting with more information so that we can make a a, a one we can learn a little bit more about this this and whether SJRE would be an option for them. But then for this immediate need, 
we can we would then be able to have an informed more informed vote I'm okay about getting more information from Jewel um, and uh, if there's a contest maybe getting some clarification on that yes uh, I know from the social justice and and uh, racial equity as a school they cannot be eligible so unless there is a different organization completely Parents. that applies for that. So, but if it's a school, um, they will not be eligible. So, I also just want to say I don't know if this matter, but next year, fifth is our fifth, sixth grade is going into junior high. So yeah. maybe I think it's also important to know that those students will not be helped to have this opportunity. So I think it's and two hundred and fifty dollars, and I agree with you guys to reach out to them, but. T-shirts are expensive. $250 yeah. is not enough for... Well, it would still have to fundraise $500 additional, mm -hmm. um, even with $250 from the commission. So that's why I'm thinking, like, and I know that, like, you know, those are our grant cycles. They're delivered in June, that kind of thing. Like, it's past the timing here. But I'm just curious, like, they, they've reached out to Stephanie with an overarching grant request um, and fundraising request. And so I think just understanding um, if the commission is interested what the best relationship is um, and, and what they're seeking to do, uh, just more information might be useful. I, I like the fact that they went ahead and collected some in-kind opportunity. I always like it when people come in to do a funding request and show us what you have done so far. So already coming up with some of talking to the printing company, already having that in-kind uh, information and, and talking to Hills Bank, getting that money. Uh, I like that. Uh, I'm, I'm open to getting information. Um, if there's any contest, if there's no contest, cross it out. But I like the idea. I, I really like the idea. And, and if we're going to support any of the school that we have in the area, Grant Road is one of those schools that not only struggles for <coughs> everything, even playground equipment. Right. Because they, 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 just the population we have living on that side of town um, parents are now high on a list of contributing. Um, you know, if we, we're talking about, you know, Kirkwood in Colville or another school, it'll be different, but Grantwood, I'm... Or Borlaug. Or Borlaug, or any, any school that we have a strong parent contribution. Even our Lucas here, we have a strong parent contribution. But Grantwood is one of those uh, schools that it doesn't give much parent contribution. So. I'm, I'm open to getting more information <coughs> and uh, just just clarification. Okay. And if we can get it through email, that'd be great. Yep. Yeah, um, I mean, and I can do it. I mean, I know yes. Jewel used to be on the commission, so I know Jewel. Oh, and yes. so, so and I have the links to the grant and stuff. So that'd be great, yeah. Stephanie. If you can just get some clarification yep. for us and you can send it out, that'd be great. Yep. So, so do we need a, a motion to gather more information and table this till January? No, we don't. I no. think you're okay, okay just. No motion needed. Yeah, just waiting until, deferring until January. Okay. Until the January 23rd meeting date. Mm -hmm. January 23rd, because we're now meeting in December, right? Correct. Okay. So. All right. Uh, item nine, racial equity and social justice, first quarterly reports. You guys see some of the reports mm -hmm. there? And uh, I got a chance to read some of them, which some good information. I don't think we got everybody's report, but the one that we got, it's uh, 
I like it. And I think just as an update, um, so Great Plains Action Society, their event was coincided kind of around the due date of the report. It was. And, so, it was, uh, and then the other one that you don't have is Neighborhood Centers of Johnson County, who um, I had hoped to have correspondence from them, but they're uh, needing to delay their uh, grant project. Um, and once I get the email correspondence from them, I will forward that to you. But I believe those are the only two yeah. that are missing, I think. Yeah. Great. Could I invite for the commissioners that have been um, maybe the, the, liaison, the liaisons are working a little bit more closely with all of the grant recipients for 2023 and our experiment of being more active and, and being on outreach with them. Could I invite you if there's anything you want to like highlight for the fellow commissioners uh, from these reports or even from your recent conversations with the grant recipients? You know, I got invited to all the events that uh, House of Fashion put together. I was only able to attend one because of some travel uh, plans. But I visited their site two times when they were having events. And uh, the work that they're doing over there, it's, it just seems like an opening and welcoming place for a lot of kids that are stopping by, learning, and talking to people. So I just like that atmosphere of uh, young people feeling they have a place they can drop in and, and talk and stuff like that. So um, not only that, Andre also was one of uh, the, um, on the Q&A for the truth giving as well. So just getting the word out there. So I really, I'm, I'm liking the work that they are doing. So. I think you can really see in the photos that they shared the um, confidence in the young people that are participating in it, yes. um, which is really special, I think, of um, finding your creative voice and platform, but also your expression within it. I think that's wonderful. And, and some of those presenters are not even from around here. I think some of them are coming from different part, different right. states and doing some of the presentations. So it's just great to get our young people connected to many things. The confidence is very nice, mm -hmm. just building that. So. Anybody else? Yeah. I like the Center for Worker Justice. That's just uh, the group of uh, ladies over there learning computer and learning, taking classes, so. Yeah. That's good. Anything else on the report? Uh, 24, FY24 grant updates and information. I know Kelsey and I held a informational meeting on uh, November 8th, it was. Mm -hmm. I was. Uh, we had probably about 14 participants mm -hmm. on that meeting, so I thought it went very well, mm -hmm. you know, I and I, I like to see, uh, hopefully, a lot of those organizations that came to the meeting will uh, apply for the grant, so it was good. Did, did you guys all day? Oh, yes, we did on November 15th. Uh, Doug and I presented as well, and we had how many people, Stephanie? I don't remember. 
Oh, goodness. I don't, because yours was set up as a webinar. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to say probably 15, 16. Yeah, yeah it was set up. Funny. The first one was a meeting, so it was easier for me to see everyone. Yeah. But yeah, the other one was a webinar. It was yeah. great. Uh, Doug was amazing. Everybody, they had questions and uh, was well answered. So, and thank you, Stephanie, for when we got stuck. <laughs> she was able to, <laughs> no to fill in. Thank and you. I think we recorded our session, so... That's the one that's on the website. It's yeah. on the website. People can go on the website, actually watch it. So. Or YouTube or City Channel 4. It's yeah. So I, I like the fact that it's out there that people can watch uh -huh. it. And Kelsey was really awesome with the technology part. Uh, Stephanie and I struggled with so. You took the, all the hard questions out. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Anything else on the grants? So uh, I'm hoping that next year we get <clears throat> 30 grants. I'll play again. Great. So, Can we just say out loud for everyone's knowledge what the deadline is for grant I was about to ask the same question. Oh, they go. Um, it's available starting this Friday, uh, December 1st, and then it will be available through January 5th, 2024. Excellent. Thanks, Jeff. So December 1st to January 5th, mm -hmm. 2024. That's a long time to get your grant out there. Your, Grant together and you know review it and collect all the data you need and uh, submit it. And we have again hundred thousand dollar that was budgeted by the council, so same amount. And uh, grantee can apply up to twenty five thousand dollars. So, Stephanie, did you say January first, December? January fifth. 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 Five. We were wrong. Thank you. That's fine. All right, moving on. Commission committees. Building bridges. Any updates? Just a, apologies from me. I was traveling for a good part of this past month. So unfortunately, I did not convene my group. But um, uh, Bijou, I'm not sure if you have anything else to share for. Not really, but um, just on our part to cover, I met with the mayor almost three hours and we catch up with a lot of stuff it's I talked to him a little bit about the human right what we're doing and in the community and stuff mm -hmm. and uh, what we talk about you know bringing leaders together and stuff and he's on board with the idea so and I'm sorry I didn't um, update you guys no that's great <laughs> thank that's you awesome. thank you that's awesome R&R &R. well you know, Roger and I talked a little bit about, you know, how we can, that this year for R&R &R was a bit of a pilot and yeah. um, trying to deepen our engagement with the grant recipients in a way that we, we just haven't done in the past and really try to build reciprocal relationships. Um, that being said, we are happy to commit to this group that between now and and in January we're going to sit down and really reflect about re reflect on how things are going and start to put together a a short guide guiding document. a guiding document on um, wh one what we've learned and and how we think um, any new member to the reciprocal relationships group um, should it sh uh, just some some best practices around how we how we should be moving forward here and we'll bring you Vienna in into that because mm -hmm. we're gonna hand it off hopefully next year 
Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Thank you. Breaking bread? Yeah, you know, I think Sylvia brings up a good point, and I really like that idea. And I think breaking bread, I think that's a good thing that we might look at as well, is uh, best practices and getting together, um, you know, as we go into the new year with a, a set of kind of concrete goals, you know, some things that we want to set out and accomplish. Because, yeah, I think right now we have this, the strategic plan gives us kind of an overarching, yeah. you know, purpose of the committee, but taking that and making it into something that's more actionable and more concrete, um, I think is, is a great opportunity. And that's, you know, something that we'll look at and we'll likely do in December and early January. And, yeah, and I see Mark has his hand raised as well, so, yeah. Mr. Mark. Yeah, I was just gonna add one of the things Doug and I have discovered is we show up and if they know we're human rights commissioners, um, they begin to have questions and we begin to have conversations uh, serving on a, a variety of like DEI committees and stuff. Uh, uh, we get a nice voice and we can extend a lot of information in a very short time. So in that way, we. We don't always break bread when we do it, but <laughs> we're getting the word out. We break the spiritual mm -hmm. bread. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, All right. I think along with that, Mar, I think that's a good point is kind of as we're out in the community and, and, you know, those sort of things happen organically, but how can we, you know, be a little more purposeful about that? Mm -hmm. um, you know, like tonight, our public commenter was here at my request because yeah. I was at the city council meeting on Tuesday yeah. accepting the proclamation for mm -hmm. the Transgender Day of Remembrance. I heard them present and they, they spoke at the city council meeting, so I invited them to come here. Um, and so those sorts of things where if it's a little more, you know, where we can target things a little bit more where it's not just, you know, happen to be in the right place at the right time. And, and you know, during the public comments, yes, we cannot engage with the people, but we always take that information and we can, as a, as a commission, we could always discuss to put that in the next agenda meeting so we can dive into that as well. So if, uh, I know we're not meeting in December, but if that's something we wanna take into a January meeting and uh, dive into it, I think it'll be a great conversation too. Absolutely. And to Doug's point, I think one of the big things is while being purposeful and, 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 and even Mark, you know, all of the work that you're doing where you're representing, you know, the Human Rights Commission in it, it, it it'd be, I think, helpful as we're putting together these guiding docs to start to list out these um, different areas in which we engage so that there's some sustainability there that even past our own terms that someone from the Human Rights Commission can come and engage and, and be there um, if we feel like it's an important place to be. Awesome. Anything else? Well, thank you all for the work you are doing and um, putting in the time. Item 11, save the date for MLK Day oh. at the Mercer Aquatic Center, which is be January 15, mm -hmm. 2024, 10 to 2. I know last year it was a great event. It was actually a, a march that started at UAY, and we walked all the way to uh, Mercer Park where we had uh, uh, a lot of presenters and, uh, and uh, also 
I would share a meal with everybody else. So the community is always invited, and uh, it was it was it was a great day. So I uh, kind of signed you guys up for a table too. So okay, I was going to ask, but, are we? Yeah. Are we <laughs> yes, they they were asking for vendor tables, so I just. <coughs> Awesome. Since you don't meet again, you'll meet bef um, after this date. So. Okay. Great. So you can just reach out to us, see who wants mm -hmm. to volunteer for the vendor table. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> always awesome. Last time, uh, Bijou and I and uh, John V, we had a table at the, I think it was Juneteenth event yeah. downtown. The library, by the library. Yeah, we had a really great success and we, we had the best table. <laughs> No doubt, because people from other tables were coming to our table to get our <laughs> stuff. We had a good vibe. Though. We had a good vibe. Janvi's brother came, yes. brought the guitar, was playing Sing. music, really? and so oh, it was. Uh, it was a good event. It was a good turnout. So, and it's always uh, awesome to be out there spreading the word on human rights organizations. So, Important. item twelve: staff announcement. Miss Stephanie? I don't think I have anything, but thank you. Well, we're flying today. Stephanie doesn't have anything, but uh, we didn't talk about her receiving the Human Rights Award. <laughs> she was amazing. Did you guys see her speech? Uh, it was great. So well, thank you so you. much I appreciate uh, for that. representing the Human Rights Award. It was good. It was at the Community Foundation Corv in Corville. Yes. Awesome work, Stephanie. Yeah. She always like to fly under the radar, but she's amazing. Right. And we all know it. You, you, you just can't hide that light. So. Uh, item 13, commissioners announcement. And uh, commissioners should not engage with each other during the announcement. So anybody would like to go first? I'll go. Uh, I just want to highlight some of the great things that has happened this past since we met last. You know, we had our annual award ceremony on October 25th. I want to thank Doug for his eloquence. I don't know if that's the word. <laughs> it, it was amazing to have Doug out there just reading thank those you. amazing stories. A different dog. And, 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 and he looked so sharp with his <laughs> nice suit. So, you know, it was really a truly community celebration of uh, incredible people that we have in our community doing amazing things that sometimes we don't always know about it. Mm -hmm. You know, those recipients, and you listen to those stories, you're like, wow. You know, I, I just want to highlight one of them, Kim Panther, mm -hmm. you know, from the, from the Johnson County. Can you imagine somebody that have fought so much for LGBTQ rights and at that moment to deny a license application to other LGBTQ member because of just she was just doing her job, you know? until it became legal. So just highlighting some of those amazing things that people in our community are doing, and sometimes we don't even know it until we get those uh, awards, nomination, and things like that. So it was amazing. And thank you to Stephanie as well, even though she doesn't like all those um, recognition, I don't think those award day will go as smooth as, as it went if she didn't put in the work to just 
the organization and the execution of it, it was awesome. So thank well, you, thank Stephanie, you. for all I the work you do. Uh, I also want to talk about, uh, you know, the events that we attended for one of our grantees, which was uh, Truth Giving. I think it was on uh, the 10th of uh, November at the Inglet. They have a collaboration between the Inglet and Great Plains Society. It's it, it just a great event celebrating indigenous people and bringing those groups together. Not only the, the, the speeches, the Q&A session they had this year, but the band that, come, that comes from California and mm -hmm. the group of, uh, you know, the, the drummers coming from Sioux City. It's it just an amazing group. It's it, it just amazing to live in a community that values human rights so much that, you know, we, we don't always see it in other communities. So it's uh, amazing to see that here. Um, my term was supposed to end this December. So I, I want to let the commission know that, you know, I'm still willing to serve, so I apply, but this is the most sad out commission, and there's so many amazing people in our community that are willing to step up and serve in a human rights commission. So it's up to the council, but, you know, if they give me another opportunity to serve, it will be great. If not, there will be somebody else great stepping in to serve. It has been an amazing two and a half year because I took over somebody else's term to serve with along all of you guys and to be involved in the community representing HRC and so it's uh, truly an honor to have served with many of you guys. So if, uh, we're not meeting in December so maybe I won't see you guys in January. But <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be one of those people coming, being in the audience and taking my five minutes doing public comments and pushing uh, human rights issue. Mm -hmm. That being said, I was also invited to serve on the advisory board of the University of Iowa uh, Human Rights Center. So, um, of course, because I'm always willing to serve, I accepted that invitation. I'm going to start my term with them on December 5th as nice. well. So. So those are just my passion. Mm -hmm. um, of course, I'm always willing to serve. So those are my uh, announcement. announcement. Yes. I can go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have any specific updates, but I would like to recognize Roger and Bijou and Kelsey for their service on the commission and just thank you for for all you do both for the commission but for the community and for the community um, both here and abroad honestly and we you know, I we didn't hope really we'll realize that Kelsey was getting off. Yeah, I, I, just, you I was just looking that. at it. That's why, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think you've been that long. No. <laughs> you took over somebody else, so. So, you should, yeah. So. Okay. That's, but just wanting to say that from the bottom of my heart, I, I've learned from each one of you, and I feel very proud to have served on a commission with you. And I love you all. I feel the same. We love you too.
and we always enjoy your travel adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anybody else have an announcement? I'll go. Um, I just want to say thank you. It's been six years and um, six years of uh, learning. Um, I, I've learned a lot. Been on the commission. I've learned a lot. Um, I'm, I'm blessed to 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 be able to have an opportunity to serve and to have a voice um, and provide information or knowledge of what I know, and also to learn and gain more knowledge of what I didn't know about uh, what uh, being a human rights is and how to serve and when to serve and the purpose why we serve as a human rights commissioner. Um, I just want to thank you all. You've been amazing. You've been great. I've learned so much from each and every one of you. Um, I'm going to continue to come to the meeting sometimes and uh, participate. And uh, thank you so much for trusting me and uh, trusting what I brought to the table. And. Um, Another announcement is just I had a um, meeting with the mayor. Um, supposed to be short, and it got longer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, at the green uh, greenhouse, is that yeah. called? Yep. Um, I, I I just want to encourage you guys to, beside knowing him and him being a friend, but he's also the mayor of the city of Iowa City, and he does so much. And sometimes I also get hard on him because I think being a leader. You have to be perfect in you know what you do and who you say. But I I learned even more about him through that meeting to understand sometimes the struggle yep. you know that he goes through. So I appreciate that meeting with him, and I encourage you guys to meet with uh, city council members or other board members, and maybe people see things on television or online or social media, and you like you get angry because of a or react over um, what they do or what they say, but if you understand, you know, the reason beyond. Um, so I, I I knew him more for those three hours than for those years that I've known wow. him. Awesome, that's great, yeah. that's really great. About building bridges and breaking bread. Yes. That's <laughs> right, living up that mission, Bijou. Mark has his hand up. Mr. Mark? Yeah, I just wanted to thank you all, especially Bijou, Roger, and Kelsey for serving on the commission. It's been a real privilege. Uh, update on me, um, I'm recovering. That's why I'm not with you. And uh, if I'd ever get some sleep, that would be great. But that would come. I uh, wanted to let you know, though, that I, I continue to cause stirs in churches. Great. Um, there was a meeting at our church about a social justice committee. Uh, they should have be heard at forums periodically. So now we're every third Sunday of the month, we're the forum. Um, so, uh, by the way, Stephanie, I'm supposed to, I'm not going to be there this Sunday because this is the first Sunday they're doing it. Not that it's the third Sunday, but it's the one they, the education committee gave us. I was supposed to get them some um, handouts related to human rights. So I'll talk to you about that tomorrow. Um, maybe somebody can come by and pick up a packet. But the other thing, I was at a, the Interfaith Alliance was at Open All to talk about uh, the culture and what's going on in the culture. And one of the co concerns was what to do with hate speech. And it was from Kelsey that I learned this phrase, um, bystander intervention. And um, because I do a lot of work with AEDs and CPR training, where we've been talking about equipping bystanders. 
all the more that's the work of the Human Rights Commission. We equip bystanders to say, wait a minute. Um, that, for me, is one of the inspirations that we get out of working together. Um, I'm a preacher. I should shut up. That's enough. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I've, I've got a list, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, first of all, um, Roger, you mentioned Kim Painter. I wanted to kind of, again, just recognize her. Um, the Daily Iowan reached out to me for a comment about the Human Rights Awards, and specifically, their big question to me was, why now, Kim Painter? Why has it took, taken so long for her to be recognized? Yeah. Um, you know, we are seven years now at past the legalization of, of same-sex marriage, and now Kim Painter is getting an award. Um, I, I agreed with her, and I said, you know, we, we take the nominations that are given, and, yep. you know, that's how those work, but yep. you're right. She, you know, that award has been a long time coming, um, but it was, it was great to, to be part of that. Um, Second, the, there's a new um, LGBTQ Chamber of Commerce that is being established um, for the Cedar Rapids, Iowa City area. Des Moines has had one for a while. Um, when I lived in Madison, they, ha they have a chapter that was very active and just w made a big difference in the community. So excited to see that coming. They have a launch party next week on Thursday um, at Tin Roost in North Liberty. So that's December 7th from 4.30 to 6.30. Um, so, and I have, I, I was, they reached out to me, um, and I can, Stephanie, I can forward you the, in, the info there, yeah. and she can yeah. pass that on, yeah. Um, before I get to the soapbox items, um, the next one is, um, <laughs> the holidays are coming, um, and just a very huge reminder that I think you are the office and Stephanie do a really great job on but and you know as we're out in the community just a reminder that you know saying happy holidays isn't it's not a political thing it's not meant to make anyone feel bad it's meant to include yeah. because in the next couple months we're talking about dozens and dozens of holidays yes. that are celebrated by different ethnicities races religions etc so just to keep that in mind, and that happy holidays is is an inclusive inclusive statement, not not a war on Christmas. And I I said that wasn't a soapbox item, and here I am. Um, <laughs> finally, just I want to echo the thank yous to um, to those of you who are who are or might be leaving <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm leaving for sure. I know, <laughs> yes, I know you are, yes. Um, I just want to say you know, thank you for, for serving and the, you know, I've been on this commission for a little over a year now and the amount that I've learned in that time from, from all of you, but especially the three of you and, and Kelsey especially, um, yeah. just, yeah, absolutely inspiring and um, very just, you know, I give, it gives me a lot of strength and hope. So thank you. Thank you all. Um, now my two soapbox items. Um, first of all, the last, was it last week or recently, the State Board of Regents um, released and adopted a recommend, 10 recommendations um, but from a study group that they had, they were bound by law to, to do. Um, those 10 recommendations, it boils down to 
prohibiting the universe, the three state universities from any diversity, equity, inclusion programs that are not required for their accreditation or membership in the NCAA and other organizations. Um, it, it's concerning. Um, it's in, you know, I, the, the study group report called out right in, in the beginning, it came out and said, Florida and Texas are models that we are looking at, and those are two states that have passed laws to eliminate completely DEI uh, efforts at their universities. Um, so they stopped short of that, I guess. Um, you know, it's a small thing to be grateful for, but I guess, yes. Um, but stripping the DEI efforts at our state universities to the bare, bare minimum, um, some of the things that were pointed out in there, like land acknowledgments, they they specifically singled those out and said that those were those could be construed as political and they shouldn't you know they shouldn't be used by the universities. So um, I think you know I know we we don't meet next month, but I think one thing next year is something you know that I would like this commission to look at is how can we how can we advocate how can we you know push back against that effort and support the universities, especially since the largest one is here in our city. Yes. Um, and support them in dealing with these efforts and to try to keep DEI as robust as possible and support those students um, because a lot, of the, a lot of the diversity, the inclusion in Iowa City comes from and because of the university. Yeah. So I think we need to, we need to look at that and, and see what we can do as a human rights commission to support that. Um, the last one is deals with our public comment tonight um, about the trans, the protesters, out of 150, the six who were arrested, or who did were charged a month later, all happened to be trans. Seems suspicious, um, and I think it's something that we should look into. Um, unfortunately, I think that is something that probably can't wait until January. Yeah. Um, I don't know if. In, an ad hoc subcommittee could yep. meet something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm obviously willing to lead that. So if any, if you know, I think it's what we can have up to three without without with um, a, well, we can have up to four. Awesome. So whoever's interested in that, let me know, um, and we can get together and kind of figure out how to do that. Um, and then you know, if we can, if we need the full commission approval on something, we can bring it in January. Possibly a special meeting, Roger, but you know we can you know, talk amongst that small group first and, and figure out how, where to go from there. But something I think is is more urgent than than January and that needs needs our needs our attention. So yeah. completely right. agree. Those are my things. I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays everyone. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. Shall I go next? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> well I don't have an announcement, but let me say I believe that human right is not restricted to a time or place or uh, space. Um, as long as humans exist, we need you know human right commissioners. We need people who you know advocate for people everywhere around the world. Uh, from my personal experience, I I know the difference when you have people around you who stands for what's right and what's wrong, who support you, who advocate for you. I know on the other end when you don't have anyone else beside yourself to stand and make it through what's going on around you. 
and that was the main reason that I joined in here. I was doing it for too many years, advocating <laughs> and doing things for others, you know, but without being formally appointed to something. And I think, you know, finding a great place like Iowa City here or Coralville area too, and very diverse, very um, acceptance of other people, and mostly respectful of other people, regardless of our differences, and not forcing us to assimilate or to be like, you know, others or to accept others, as long as there's respect, the mutual respects, I'd say universal respect as well. So I was so looking forward to being here and to learn from all of you guys and to try, you know, to to uplift others as I hope and as I seen others trying to help me out throughout my life. Um, I was looking forward to learn from Bijou, from Roger, from Kelsey too. So I'll be really like, always whenever I go on this journey, you're gonna be part of my beginning <laughs> in this journey. <laughs> so I will never forget any of you, even if it was a short time that you know we got to see each other and to meet each other in here. But um, I'm gonna always tell the story that our first meeting was, was those wonderful people who only <laughs> stayed with us only for a couple of meetings. <laughs> but truly appreciate all the work that you have done before I joined in and for making this a great place for others and for always you know, standing for the truth, for the rights, and for the equality of others around you. I know it's, it's a burden sometimes. It takes so much. But as long as you know, we have sincere intention and we like for others what we like for ourselves, I think, you know, you all made a huge difference to the city and to the people around us too. So truly thank you so much for everything that you have done. And I so look forward to see you all again <laughs> after this December is over. <laughs> so thank you so much, I appreciate it. Awesome, thank you. I have a small list as well as Doug. Um, <laughs> that's probably not surprising because that's kind of my MO um, these days. But I just wanted to say first, um, my apologies for missing the last meeting and also the breakfast. It's one of my favorite events of the year and I'm so sad I couldn't join you. Um, and I also wanted to say my thanks for your discussion on the statement last meeting. So thank you for considering that so quickly. Thank you for considering that while I was not here as well and for being behind it. Um, you know, really, uh, and, and this ties into so many of your comments already, like this commission, human rights commissions in the United States, in cities in the United States, but also globally, what we can do is we can hold the line. Like authoritarianism has a playbook, fascism has a playbook, genocide has a playbook. We can hold the line and also pull it back further and help people to know that this place is gonna be safe because we're gonna stand up for your rights. I'm gonna use my privilege to stand up for your rights. I'm gonna use my privilege to be vocal and be an advocate, right? And I see all of you doing that and it's so inspiring. And so this is just my note of encouragement. I don't know if I'll continue to join you guys. I just, it's not as Roger was saying, I, who knows what's in the cards. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know that this community is made up of so many people who are a part of this, whether they're on, you know, officially on this commission or we talk with them and they empower us or, you know, whoever it might be. Um, and there is community there. And so I think like finding those ties, you know, Doug, you mentioned the state session starting up in January again. And um, I would just reiterate that, you know, I think our cities like Iowa City have, um, have an important and tough road ahead. Um, and so, you know, think about what our power could be in groups like this, like a Human Rights Commission. Think about what our power can be in um, supporting the groups that live here, the minority voices, and, and um, for many of us, many of you who are coming from these groups, uh, and how 
what the needs are. Um, so just thanks again for um, just who you are and what you bring to this community and, and the time that you offer with that too. Um, I want to just say actually on the note of authoritarianism, if you haven't seen it yet, um, there is a blog um, that talks about the authoritarianism playbook and um, V, Fixmar Reyes, our Johnson County supervisor, is uh, interviewed in it along with an absolute rock star in my field of work, Maria Stefan. Um, and so actually thinking about you can see then how actions even within Johnson County uh, are featured as an example of this, right? So like when I'm saying this, it's not just me. It's like, it's the absolute experts in the field kind of thing. So um, just, I'll send that around if you guys are curious, but I'll be very quick just to say that um, I missed our last couple of meetings because I was meeting with um, representatives of a Canadian network on crime prevention. And um, so these are representatives coming from cities across Canada um, who met in Saskatchewan. I was with them for um, a few days uh, and presented on upcoming research on offices of violence prevention. So these are uh, coordinated units that are centralized within a community, often led by community groups, but are working with city officials, working with the police departments, working with all those groups that would be a part of seeking violence reduction that isn't just securitized. It's not just coming from more police or pushing the problem out. It's actually coming from thinking about root causes. So we've got that research upcoming. I will share it with you all. I'm really excited about it. We're almost done. Um, but the other thing is then I spent a week in Edmonton actually learning about their 24-7 crisis diversion program, learning about their coordinated violence reduction efforts. Uh, I met with their mayor, Amarjeet Sohi, um, who came to Canada, was first a bus driver, I believe, um, as a refugee from India, and then worked his way up in politics and is now the mayor of Edmonton. I spoke with their chief of police. Um, it was just a really fascinating visit, and the thing that just was really solidified for me is how much love of community members who are passionate about supporting others matters. Like, so I, you know, we're going into winter months. We might not see each other for a while. You'll be with your families. Hopefully you have, you know, safe spaces to be in. Um, but I think for all the work that you all are doing, just want to just say my thanks again. It's been a really short year and a half on the commission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really excited to see what you all do next and, and maybe I'll be a part of it too. We'll see. So just thank you again. Thanks. Anybody else? Well, this always has been a safe, safe space, and uh, hopefully it will continue to be a safe space for anybody who's looking for that. Um, one of the quotes that I always live by, and I love it, it's the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. So yes, sometimes there's no money there, but with passion and serving other people, there is always wealth in that. So um, love you, all of you guys. Hopefully we'll see each other in January. But keep on chugging. Keep on doing the work. So for that, I will uh, entertain a motion for adjournment. I will move to adjourn. Second. All in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? Well, happy holiday to all of you guys. Thank you. Bye.